0: The following program may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Radio That Doesn't Suck Incorporated or Making Our Seniors Matter. Welcome to Seniors Speak, a podcast series by seniors for seniors, organized by Making Our Seniors Matter, a not-for-profit organization and funded by the Government of Ontario's Ministry of Seniors Affairs. Hi, I'm Terry McIntyre, Senior Investment Advisor with Manulife Securities. I am so proud to be a sponsor of this podcast. Having seniors speaking to seniors and bringing the program themselves together is something you just don't see. And the minute I heard about it, I thought, this matters. And I was really pleased to see What what they're doing, how they're going about it. I had to sponsor. It is just the right thing. I hope you enjoy the shows.
1: Good morning and welcome to Senior Speak. I'm Mary Lou Dragas and I'm very privileged to be here this morning with Victor. Victor is going through a time in his life that so many are experiencing uh, lately, it seems to be on the rise. And he's very generously agreed to come and talk about the subject of having your spouse in a long-term care facility due to dementia. Dementia and Alzheimer's are certainly on the rise. We hear more and more about it all the time. But Victor's going to share with us the challenges, not only for himself, but also for his wife. And he um, has been very open with me about the difficulties that he faces every day. And also, he's perceptive enough to observe what his wife is going through as well. So, welcome, Victor. It's been a pleasure to Thank meet you. Thank you very much. So, Victor, how long has it been since your wife was first diagnosed? And how do, what made you suspect that there could be a problem?
0: That, uh, the actual, more formalized identification from a medical standpoint was probably five years ago. Okay. Uh, Other kinds of conditions, various things that came up, could go back 10, 15 years. Uh, And these are just personality issues, we all have our quirks, Mm -hmm. we all do unusual things sometimes and sometimes they're just out of habit, but other times they're they're an indication that something is brewing neurologically uh, or otherwise, and uh, that one just overlooks until such time as the medical profession says, I think we've got a problem here, or the family, in my case also the family, myself, identified certain things one of them just as an example one of them was while driving in a car and getting into a a conversation where there appeared to be a a disagreement on something uh, uh, leading to the point where the person says I'm going to jump out of the car Uh. Yes. and uh, I'm going to open the door and jump out of the car now that's a Shocking start to my talking about this, but this is a reality. And uh, then you just have to face this and say, what do I do? Under this circumstance,
1: absolutely. I, I understand um, the personality changes and the things that happen. I went through this journey with my mother, so I understand that, and it can happen very gradually. Did you find that it was gradual? Oh, very gradual. Right, right. Mm. And then now, so now you've gone to see the doctor, and and what did he? How did he approach you with this?
0: Well, the original, or early on, it was the doctor. Trying to figure out what what was happening here, trying to understand the person, and the dementia, as you know, is not something that right away provides a neon light that says, "Hey, I've got dementia." No. It is it is slow changes in personality in uh, in uh, one of the one of the personality traits is be is. Uh, not uh, wanting to socialize,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where
0: you are quite social oriented before, and now you're pulling back and saying, "I, I don't want. I don't want anybody to visit. Uh, I don't want to. I, I, I just want you. I just want us to do things together, and not too much else. Uh, I don't feel like cooking anymore. This happens." Uh, um, uh, just a series of things like that that uh, that are initially out there that one has to deal with, and as a, as a, the other as the spouse to someone in that situation, you have to learn to figure out what you can do with the present circumstances. How do you tone it down to something that makes sense and is uh, is uh, uh, well, uh, we, we better just go on. Uh, okay.
1: Was your wife uh, quite aware that she had a problem at this stage?
0: If she did, she never mentioned it.
1: Okay. Okay. I no. understand that. No. So now you say it's been about five years. And how long has she been in long term care?
0: Over two years now.
1: Okay. And, and that's very difficult for both of you, I'm sure. Mm. That's right, yes. She feels she feels she shouldn't be
0: there. That I'm all right, I'm I feel fine. Uh, why am I here?
1: And Victor, uh, she still knows you, she recognizes she, you, she recognizes yes, the she family. Does.
0: Yes, she does. Okay. And she still sees me as the only one that she wants to have except for her family. Okay. And there's not many family around here. So that's if you have four or five children, they all live in the Toronto region, that's one thing, but we don't come from this part of the world. Uh, I come from Western Canada, my wife comes from beyond the borders of Canada, so uh, uh, your your social network, we've only been here for seven years.
1: Oh, not so, that long,
0: no. That's right, so your social network is, is small, uh,
1: and it's very much oriented towards the family. I, I want to talk to you, Victor, about what you experience when you go to visit and what you experience when it, it's time for you to have to leave. <laughs> and I'm sure I, I understand that must be very difficult, but yeah. you know, I want to talk a little bit about that and also what kind of support and help and encouragement that you're finding out in the community. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. first of all, how, how do you feel when you first go into that room to visit her? Well, uh, there's, a, there's a happiness there.
0: Uh, she's happy to see me, uh, obviously. Uh, or she would tell me if she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy to see her very much, where we kiss good, when we good. meet, when I come in. She, uh, she wants to go back to her room, and she wants me to be there. And she doesn't want anybody else around. Uh, and uh, we talk. We talk, or we'll play a game. She has a play- favorite game called Racco. A, okay, a numbering game, etc, which is something she can do. And so we play that. We actually I'm there for about when I, I go every second day. I used to go every day, uh, but it became too much and I, I either developed heart problems or uh, they uh, expanded one of the two. And uh, the doctor said no more than once every two days. You're, you're there too much. So that's, your whole life reorients itself. And uh, here I'm still emotional about it after, af- after two years in a separated situation. But <clears throat> that's how it is. It depends on your relationship with your partner. It if does. you had a good relationship, then uh,
1: it's more traumatic. And it seems that the two of you have had a wonderful relationship. I think so. Now, yeah. does she ask you uh, if she can come home? Does she yes. want to go out with you, or does she just want to go home with you? Early on, I took her for, for drives.
0: She liked that very much, going out in the country, out of Toronto. You can quickly get out of Brampton. You can quickly get out of going north, of course. Uh, Now, not interested much in
1: driving anymore. Uh, No. And and do you feel that she's sort of midway through this? I do. This disease? Yeah. 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 I, I think one of the greatest challenges is that you know, it's spread over so many years. That's right. You know, and it's very hard on you because although she has professional caregivers, very good, it seems like you are really her connection, her strong connection, and her caregiver.
0: That's right. You you remain a caregiver absolutely at all
1: times. And it's important, very important for you. I'm glad that you went and got the help from the doctor, and he said go every other day because it's so oh, important yes. for you to stay well and stay strong, and to be there for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, Victor, how, do you sense how she's feeling, or do you feel that, do you see fear in her at times um, because of what's happening to her? Do you think she's very aware, or do you think she's sort of peaceful and just goes a long day to day? No,
0: she's not peaceful. She uh, questions the doctor's decisions. Mm-hmm questions why she can't come home. She keeps asking me why can't I go home? I have to come up with answers. Uh, those answers are difficult to put together. I'm sure. Uh, you you have to be extremely sensitive to uh, what's going through her mind. Uh, and uh, Sometimes it's very normal. She's almost in a normal situation. Other times, she can't remember two minutes ago. Uh, And uh, so you're in the middle of that. Pardon me. Here I am
1: still emotional, but that's how it is. I I think, well, you know, that's a good thing. That shows that you've had a wonderful life together. Um, I, I commend you for being so dedicated to her um i know it's a very very difficult journey for the person to watch um you did say that you have a daughter that's living in the west coast but Mm -hmm. you do have a son that's here Mm -hmm. and are you getting um support from your son that's close by
0: lots of support we work very uh, closely uh purposely i i bring him into every uh Discussion we have on the medical front with the doctors, he knows the doctors know him. He knows the doctors. He uh, we discuss the situation, we uh, strategize together, which is extremely important to bring a family member in like that. Uh, also, the communication is with my daughter too. We don't leave her out at all. Uh, that's good, that's very uh, except good. Except that there's a distance factor. Uh, the, uh, this gets into the wills and other aspects that uh, I, I, I purposely bring my family in on so that there is not a division between parents and, and children which uh, you see happen and often or you will see happen uh, a privacy, or keeping the keeping vital information away from those who should know it, uh, especially within your family.
1: So uh, uh, it's very cooperative and very close. That that's excellent. That you do have that support with your children. Oh yes. In the community. Um, now, you say your wife's been diagnosed with dementia as opposed to Alzheimer's, and I know that uh, it's, it's, it's a very fine line, isn't that's it? That's right. Um, but well, in the community, have you been able to get support from agencies, different agencies that help guide you through this as well?
0: I haven't really recognized this too much, except I know there's a lot of concern. There's... Uh, There are a lot of agencies that want to help. I think uh, there's a feeling that group help is good for the individual. Uh, And sometimes it isn't. It's one-to-one help that's more critical. Uh, uh, Friendships are critical. Excuse me. Absolutely. As you get older, you you don't make friends as easy. And uh, couples who are still around as couples as they get older tend also to to be a little tighter together. The social network breaks down because people get get ill, pass away, etc. Your whole structure changes. And you have to develop a, a new kind of social mixing network that that's where help is really needed. And it's there. I, I find Brampton an exceptionally good community. It is. As a, as a place where the there's consideration for older people and uh, how to deal with them, <laughs> how to live with them. <laughs> and... Uh, and also to to realize the fact that we're a, we're a pretty smart generation the older ones uh, we've got an awful lot of experience including a yeah. lot of education and uh, education is not everything it's it's mental education and living that's most most crucial uh, and uh, I think we've got to have a respect for for older people and what they have contributed in the past I agree and uh, what they are now they're a little more creaky (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna live longer
1: (laughs) just Victor quickly before we have to wrap up um, this, this is so vital this topic for you you are in between you're still married you still yeah. have your wife yeah. there but you don't have the social aspect of having a spouse mm-hmm. how do you feel about socializing or how would you feel if there was a lady in your apartment building say that wanted to go and have dinner with you how yeah. would you how do, is, do you feel that's something you could do and do you feel that's important to have that kind of socialization it's important to have
0: it It's very difficult to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, From a social standpoint, uh, it's not accepted in a lot of circles that you might be two-timing on your wife by being with another woman, uh, which is very unfair, but it is very much an attitude that prevails over some or many people, whatever you want to say, children in a family, and certainly in my family, encourage me to do that. Oh, good.
1: That's very good. They do,
0: but at the same time, it's very difficult to do. It is. So...
1: Well, Victor, thank you so much for sharing your story. And I believe it's just so important for you to continue to share this experience and your story with people because there's so many going through it in silence. That's right. And the more we can get this out there, the better for everyone involved. Thank you so much for today. I really appreciate it. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you too, Victor. Bye-bye now. I'm Glenn Cunningham from
0: Real Estate Design for Seniors, a program through my REMAX Realty Services program. And uh, I'm here to uh, tell you just how excited I am to be part of Making Our Seniors Matter. Uh, this is something that uh, is very near and dear to my heart. We uh, work with seniors and for that purpose of working with the seniors and helping them make those late-in-life transitions, we need a lot of help, and the help that we've got often comes from our other members who Making our seniors matter. Uh, it's important that we have the complete understanding of what and how seniors uh, need when they're going through these transitions for downsizing, financial support, and all of these folks that making our seniors matter are part and parcel of what allows me to do a better job for my senior clients. Hopefully, we can be of assistance to you. Our contact information is on our page here, and uh, we're looking forward to meeting you and helping you out.
1: Seniors Speak is an innovative podcast that gives a platform for seniors to speak on issues that are passionate to them. This podcast is possible because committed seniors have volunteered their time to share their experiences, stories, issues, and their expertise to help educate, inspire, and empower other seniors and their families. This unique program was founded and organized by the not-for-profit organization Making Our Seniors Matter and generously funded by the Government of Ontario through the Ministry of Senior Affairs. If you have enjoyed any of our stories or perhaps know someone or an organization that would also enjoy it, please feel free to share. Visit makingourseniorsmatter.com for more details.